Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Welcome to Hobby Addicts episode 231. Hello. Oh, and the voice you're hearing right now is the wonderful Mandy. Mandy, how are you today? Hi, guys. I'm doing okay.、Um, if you hear a lot of wheezing in my chest,、uh, don't worry. I think I'm okay. There's something going on in there. But just a warning, it might sound gross. She thinks she's <laughs> <I> okay.、Laugh. <laughs> I'm kind of laughing like a 90 year old grandma right now, so.、Uh, Good luck. Someday we'll all be 90 <laughs> year old grandmas. Even Mason. Yeah, no. Even yes, Mason. 90 <laughs> year old grandma in training over here. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. This has been a very challenging week at work, so I'm looking forward to just、um, sitting here with you lovely people. Of course, I am your host, Mitsugi, and I'm here to just relax for the next few hours and just chill out and not be. Stressed and listen to my girlfriend kill Shinra people downstairs because that's what she's doing. So, h o b b y addicts today, guys. I started watching The Haunting at Bly Manor on Netflix last night, which is a not really a sequel, but maybe a follow up in the series of haunting shows. There was The Haunting at Hill House, which was really,、mm. really good. I saw that one. Yeah, the ending I really liked of that.、Um, and hoping that Bly Manor will similarly deliver. I picked up the world of Final Fantasy again, and I was playing a little bit of, of Rise of the Tomb Raider this week, so I can touch on that. And、um, moving on from there, Mandy is going to talk about Little, Mis- little Misfortune and Baldur's Gate 3 Early Access. And I'm excited to hear about Baldur's Gate because I played the one on like PS2 or whatever, and it was really good. I really enjoyed that、mm. one. So,、um, ages ago, of course. And Mason played Never Song, so we got lots of game talk, lots of game talk, and a, ton, and, a, and a little bit of TV show talk for you today. So, Mandy, why don't you get started? I want to hear what, what you have to talk about today. Sure. I feel bad for people who listen. They're like, I don't play any video games. I'm, I'm sorry.、That's, I hope we're at least entertaining. <laughs> it's, that's, it's, just, it's just not that many people. Like,、uh, there are probably people that exist, but like, I think last time. Last time I saw any kind of poll on like anime people, like almost all anime watchers play games. It's- yeah. I know we, I've heard a, a few of our listeners are like, you know, I listen to Hobby Addicts, but I don't really play any games. But it's fun to listen to you talk about your stuff that you like. I'm like, oh, thank you. We love <laughs> you guys. <laughs> we, we love them. We, we love them. Honestly, it's like the only other. Thing that I have time to do. <laughs> so, to be fair, some of them are just maybe measuring up to you. Like, I play video games every now and then, but I wouldn't call myself like a gamer in the sense of like I'm always playing stuff constantly. I'm not, so, I'm not a Mandy, that's for sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, some people don't watch anime and some people watch anime like Mandy. So, like, you know, it's, 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 it's <laughs> we're all in the spectrum. All of us have played some sort of video game. So, if you've played Tetris once, you know exactly everything there is to know. You made it all binge the entire half, like last half of Gintama in a week. What? <laughs> No, but、um, the first one that I played, I'm not going to touch too much on because I. It's not that I don't. I don't highly recommend it, but it's not like that it was awful, but also I just don't really see it having a lot of like, wide appeal to a lot of play, like,、uh, gamers. 
Um, I think it really, it only really appeals to a very specific type of person, which is me. <laughs> but um, the first one was Little Misfortune. It, it it was by developer Kill Monday Games, and who also did the Fran Brow series, and they're kind of like just really dark. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, kind of um, not kind of dark comedy. Yeah, I'd say they're about dark comedy. Um, just very strange point and click adventure games. So, Little Misfortune follows this little girl who is living in a house that you can tell there's a lot of abuse going on, but she has such a very, um, very naive, or not naive, but like innocent, childlike innocence to her and the way that she um, like just explains everything that's going on, kind of like she just accepts everything. And it gets really, it gets really uncomfortable at times where um, like at one point in the game, and it has a lot of dark comedy in it, but there's some parts where I felt like they were trying to be comedic and I was just thinking, oh, that's depressing. But um, like, for example, uh, there is a part where she comes across a little rock that she drew a face onto and it has like blood on the top of it, like a blood stain. She's like, oh, that's Mr. Stony. It's like really cute. And then she's like, that's the rock that daddy threw at me one oh time. <laughs> I'm like, no. oh, no. yeah, it's like, it's really, really awkward at times. But her voice actress is freaking amazing. Like she has such a cute voice and it's just she carries the entire game, and it's hilarious hearing like the like how she says certain things. It's so great. That's got to be a challenging um, role to play for the voice actress. I would think. I mean, there's got to yeah, be so much emotion. I can't even it. like I can't even like mimic her voice. It's so good. <laughs> and there are so many times, when she, like especially like how she says "okay," she's like "okay." It's just so cute, and I absolutely she did such a great job. I don't know who it is. Great voice actress. Listen, she's no jig. I, you know what? I bet she can't do your jigglypuff. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she could. I mean, I don't know her. It's a long shot. <laughs> I don't think I could do my Jigglypuff right now. There's something going on in my chest. <laughs> we won't. We won't ask you to. Um, but yeah. So she is guided along by a mysterious voice, and he is comes across at first like a narrator, and he speaks to you as well, like you, the player. Like he says, "Hey, you on the other side of the screen." So he knows that you're there witnessing this and he speaks to the little girl she thinks that he is a voice inside of her head so she calls him mr voice and he is guiding her along because he has this game that he wants her to play where she is to hunt down the her, the eternal happiness and like at the very beginning of the game you know there's something weird going on because he's like this is misfortune unfortunately today she will die and she hears him she's like uh, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't say you're going to die. No one is dying today. And then when she leaves, he's like, hey, you on the other side of the screen. Yeah, today is the day she's going to uh, die. Don't worry about it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's super unreliable. You're never really sure at first, like, if he is evil or, I mean, actually, it's pretty clear that there's something he, fucking evil He sounds about him. evil. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely something fucking evil about him. But um, what we do know is that Little Misfortune has this kind of like childish crush on this fox that appears out of her window sometimes. And the fox, when you do see him, he's kind of like, 
he stands up on two legs. So he's kind of like an anthropomorphic kind of fox. Um, I'd, I'd still say that he has more of a fox shape to him than like, say, like B-Star style. <laughs> but he does like walk on two legs and has kind of like carries like a little backpack and stuff. So uh, but he's super adorable. But the narrator hates his fox and says that he's evil and uh, tells on a misfortune to stay away from him. So as you're going along, you are just kind of doing um, things like at, like going in the direction that the voice tells you to go, but also coming across uh, choices and trying to decide whether or not it's a good thing to do or if it's just something that this voice wants you to do that's going to cause misfortune. Because <laughs> Little Misfortune also just kind of has this um, like this very unfortunate like I guess kind of like feel that surrounds her like everything that she does ends up horrible <laughs> like no matter how like nice she's trying to be it's so sad it's in the name like yeah exactly like there is one part where you come to a puppy that is tied to a tree and he, he has the derpiest face too it's really funny <laughs> like the art style in this is um kind i want to it's very much like fran brow if anyone has heard of Fran Brow, but also kind of reminds me a little bit of like a South Park style to it. Um, everything is 2D scrolling. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe how it looks. A part of it reminds me of that card game that was like, um, I can't even remember what it's called. It's like um, Mage Battle Cards. I don't remember what it was, but oh, okay. that kind of reminds me of that art style anyways but um there is a part where you come to a puppy that's tied to a tree and you have the option of either playing ball with it or releasing it so i first time because i reload because i felt awful i tried playing ball with it and she threw the ball and hit the tree and bounced back and smacked her in the face and she fell over but then a branch fell down and killed the puppy and i was like oh my god no nope reload Exactly. That's the kind of game this is, where she is a child and trying to do like play as a child, but everything that happens to her is awful, and it makes me feel awful. So um, <clears throat> it does have a very dark story, and I was following along with it for the dark story because I kind of like that shit. I love just a very innocent-looking game that has a very dark, sinister undertone, because I was interested in the voice, and I wanted to know what he was, and uh, there are some weird parts where you see, like, a Grim Reaper, and I just wanted to know what the what the actual twist at the end was going to be. Unfortunately, a lot of it, there's so much... There's comedy in this that does not feel like it fits at all. There are some very, very South Park scenes, and I'm like, why? Oh, really? That doesn't sound like it would work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like, for example... There's like a scene where she's trying to get through a little hole in the wall. Like she's trying to climb over into like this um kind of like a like just a hole through a like a uh, door to get through it and she gets stuck and just starts farting like just out of control. And I'm like this is like straight up South Park shit. What is that? A little a little toot. <laughs> it was it was not just a little toot. It was like like a blast. It like, was stupid. Like Terrence is stupid as hell. Hello, Terrence. What color is the wind? There, there are some moments like that where I'm like, why? I don't understand. It doesn't feel like it fits in this at all. But yeah, I mean, at the end, it was kind of predictable what was going to happen. I'm not going to spoil it for people who, if there is a person out there who might be interested in this, I would suggest instead watching a Let's Player play it more than spending money on it. But I don't know. It, it was okay, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, so Baldur's Gate 3, though, came out in early access. Oh, yeah, I want to hear about this. Mm-hmm. By um, Larian Studio, who did Divinity Original Sin. And this is not like the PlayStation 2 one that you play. Oh, come on, Mandy. No, that one, um, that was a different type of Baldur's Gate game where uh, that was Darkness Arisen was not technically like part of the main Baldur's Gate series because Baldur's Gate has always been like a it's a it's a part of D&D world and uh it's a CRPG but a Darkness Arisen they made is kind of like just a little side game where it's more of an action RPG like a hack and slash this is not like that though this is a a yeah. traditional CRPG and uh to in order for Lorian to be able to use the Baldur's Gate title uh, Wizards of the Coast, who owns Baldur's Gate, said that they had to use the D and D Fifth Edition rules. So, if you play Divinity Original Sin, a lot of the freedom that you had in the combat in that is not in this because it's following the Fifth Edition rule set. So, um, <clears throat> so like for example, in Divinity Original Sin, you had action points, and you could do as many actions in your turn as you had points for. So, like. Uh, I don't, and there was like a stat that you could invest more, more into in order to get more action points in a turn. So like you could say for a wizard, you could shoot off like five different spells if you had the action points for them. Uh, fifth edition rules don't allow, allow you to do that. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. of course, everything depends on what class you're playing as a ranger, um, in earlier levels, like, um, lower levels, you only get one action turn. And um, you also like have to you only have so many action points for um, or action. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, only so many spell slots for per day. And then you have to do a long rest in order to get those back. So which means that you go back to your camp and time passes. So um, like for a ranger early levels, because of all my stats, I only have like three spells. So I. Most of mine are just Hunter's Mark, and then I could do, like, a bow attack, and that's, like, the end of my turn. But they did do a lot of improvements to the Ranger class, which I absolutely love, because playing D&D 5th Edition, I do love playing a Ranger, but there's so many issues with the class. Like, you just don't have a lot of freedom in it, especially around Beastmasters. So they have altered a lot of that. <clears throat> You're not restricted by just one animal. Where, like, in uh, D&D, if you are a ranger, you have to, like, form a bond with a specific beast, and then you only get stuck with that beast for the entirety of the game, unless it dies, and uh, you have to, like, train it, and it has to be, like, within earshot to hear your command, and uh, Chippy Rob in our Discord um, told me that they made some changes to the Beastmaster in 5e, because there was a time when you could only attack with either your uh ranger or your beast like use your action uh phase with either just your just your ranger or the beast and your beast end up like being like on the side because it's like who's going to use your beast over shooting with your bow unless you're like way out of range which as a ranger probably isn't going to happen but <laughs> so i mean i mean sorry to me it was all now i'm not like a, i'm not super good, good at D but to me, you'd send the beast out to kind of distract the enemy while you shoot at it, right? Is that? Uh, but they couldn't attack, so they would literally just oh, sit they there can't and die. Attack. Well, no, the you the, could the only attack. The with, well, they, apparently, according to 
our, our listener and mod Chibi Rob, our friend, uh, yep. they have changed that. But at one time, um, you could only do one or the other. You could either attack with your bow or, or you know, attack with your ranger, whether it's bow or melee. Or you could use that attack to have your beast attack. But now they changed that. Baldur's Gate 3 changed that. So now your pet gets an entirely different attack phase from your own, which is good. So, um, okay, that makes more sense. So, yeah, basically, it's all just fifth edition. Um, it is early access. It's sixty dollars to get into it, which I mean, it's it's the it's the price of the game. So, when it fully releases, you'll have the whole game. <clears throat> but right now, you get to play it, you know, early, and um, you. Uh, they say that the early access has about twenty hours of gameplay in it. And it's basically just the first phase of the game or like the first um, uh, chapter. So the story of this Baldur's Gate 3 is that you, the player character, wake up on a Mind Flayer ship tied and strapped down. And so it starts with a Mind Flayer putting a Mind Flayer uh, worm into your brain. So it goes in through your eyeball. So now it's sitting inside of your brain. And... So you also see a um, a Githyanki fighter next to you named Lizelle. She becomes kind of a an ally to you, and so um, the ship comes under attack by Githyanki fighters, who are you know from the astral plane, and they hunt down mind flayers. And um, the mind flayers are trying to take over or invade Firun, which is like the world that you're in. <clears throat> so. Um, Whew, sorry, I'm out of breath. There's something going on in my chest. Well, so, but, um, so, so, um, but, well, I was going to try to give you a break, but now I don't know what the hell to say. <laughs> I, I noticed. It's okay. <laughs> I tried my so, best. <laughs> so after, as the ship comes under attack and starts to plummet, your fighter uh, gets out of their bonds and then you have to escape the ship and then once you're out of the ship your primary goal is to find a healer to get rid of the worm inside of your brain because it does occasionally try to take you over like mind flayers can use it to their to your to their advantage and eventually you're going to turn into a mind flayer that's like it's kind of like a like a larva that's like sitting inside of your brain and eventually you will just transform to a mind flare but, but that, <clears throat> no, and have like no control over your body. But would that be so bad? I mean, uh, I mean, I don't want to be a mind flare. I mean, they're I mean, kind of gross. <laughs> I, okay. I mean, but like being a vampire. Or a slave. <laughs> but like, would you be a vampire? One of my companions is a vampire. I just think that's like, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, being a vampire would like suck, but it wouldn't be like all that bad. There are some pluses. <laughs> it would suck. Oh, well, you just don't like blood, then. <laughs> uh, that was a vampire joke. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. That's okay. So, uh, yeah, and then you meet some companions. You meet <laughs> you meet Shadowheart, who is a high a half elf cleric. You meet a, a vampire high elf named Asterian and you meet a warlock named Will who I have not found yet I don't know if he's in the early access I've been looking for him haven't been confirmed yet but I do see artwork of him Um, there's the Githyanki fighter Lizelle and then there's the human wizard Gale and uh, yeah I mean so far I think what's funny is that they're all kind of jerks 
<laughs> they all have a lot of agency to them. So there's no like they're not okay with you just screwing around. Uh, they they all want to get this mind flare worm out of them, and that is their high, their first prior- priority. So if I come to a group that's like I need help, and I'm like okay, I'll go help you. I'll go help you. They all disapprove because they're like we don't have time for this shit. We have to go. <laughs> So uh, they're not cool with me meddling in other people's affairs. But um, the only other thing about the early access is that it is $60 to get in. But right now it's kind of a buggy mess. Mm. I would say, I mean, I have faith in Laurian. They are trying really hard to mop up all of their, um, all of the bugs that people are reporting. And so far, I think I've had like a daily patch, like, yeah, I think about the same time every day. It's um, like since I bought it on, I think it was Thursday, I think. I can't remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Thursday. But um, yeah, every day so far I've had a patch. And uh, a lot of the glitches are visual. There's a lot of visual glitches. <laughs> there are a lot of scenes with people not moving and like, uh, like moving in a way that just seems odd. There are like... Sometimes you'll get into a dialogue scene, there'll be two people in it, like two of the same person. Um, the camera kind of gets stuck inside of, like, when you're inside of dungeons and it's uh, like, you know, you're, you know, you have your, like, your uh, walls, like, it sometimes gets stuck, gets stuck in walls or the ceiling and you have to kind of like finagle it out. <laughs> um, I, the only like really big issues that I've had so far is that I did have one crash. Which is fine. Early access, I understand. They're trying to uh, work a lot of bugs around DirectX 11, so they're they're working with that. They know yeah. they're aware of the bugs or yeah. aware of the crashes. Um, and also, for some reason, I can no longer talk to Asterian, my my vampire companion, and I don't know why. And so I can't get him out of my party because you, you him, only have. He's angry. Sorry. He's angry at you. No, he's happy. I fed him blood. <laughs> he's very happy. Did he, but, but he, but 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 did he just give you like a smirk because he couldn't tell you that? He did give me a smirk. Well, that's that's. He enough. told me he was happy. He's like, I feel happy. I was like, oh, cool. I mean, that, I'm happy we got around this issue. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what the early access is probably for, right? They're trying to fix all yeah. the bullshit. You know? For sure. And yeah, and I mean, the graphics so far have been really gorgeous. If you can get them to load sometimes. Sometimes there have been some texture uh, issues where it takes a long time for the textures to load. I don't know how much of that is just my system because I know I have an older graphics card. Could be entirely my fault, but um, I did run into some of that. It's not a big deal. They do eventually load. It just take, It's just a little bit sluggish with the textures loading where like you'll just see like a flat surface and it takes a while for like the actual textures to show up but um the faces look great though mm-hmm. all of their they were all um modeled off of you know real people say so like the they have um uh skin maps on them from that were photographed from the i don't know if it's the actors but just at least some kind of model in general so they all look great Um, this game I'm looking at pictures and it's just there's no other word to describe it than gorgeous I mean it's just very impressive yeah it looks good it's just there are a lot of you know graphical issues some of them are really silly I'm going to miss them when they're gone (laughs) 
<laughs> like the first time I met Asterion, the the vampire, I was cracking up because he was holding a dagger, quote unquote, but it's actually just floating in the palm of his hand. It was cracking me up. Um, the other one was I found a I was up on a hill and I found an assassin who was um, getting ready to ambush somebody. And there was like this just this like innocent bystander nearby. And so I went to attack the assassin and um, and she started to run away, but she got uh, she didn't get stuck, but she just stopped. And the assassin, uh, when he was trying to attack me, accidentally got her as well. And so the uh, innocent bystander died. But then she turned to this giant, like just flat plane and I was cracking up. <laughs> and it's huge. Like it was like a giant kite. <laughs> Like, what the hell oh, just I happened? Saw, I saw that picture. You put it on Twitter. <laughs> it was eyes cracking up. I was yeah, like, yeah. I like to think this wasn't a bug, but totally intentional. She was, she was just actually just a kite in disguise. Yeah, she was just trying to, you know, <laughs> peace out. Stuff like that has been hilarious for me, but... Um, I told her to go fly a kite. That's what you were doing. I do like that there is a lot of, like, um, freedom to what you can do. And some of it is going to take a lot of experiment, like... Um, just experimenting to figure out what you can do because like in D&D, you know, you could have that conversation with your DM. You can go, can I do this? And they'll let you know if you can or can't. But with it being a video game based off 5e, right. yeah, I don't have, you know, I have to follow the game's rules. And I, there are some times where I, I'm not exactly sure what I can and can't do. Like it took me a while to figure out that I could summon um my like my mate like my mage could summon mage hand and then i could use that mage hand to go and open a trap chest and just let it die so i don't get like hit with a fireball or something but it took me a while to figure out how to do that because i was trying to use mage hand and then click on the chest but actually mage hand ended up just being a summon and summons like just a um just a floating hand so then you could use it as like a pet to go and uh, open it but yeah, it's really cool though so far, and um, it does. It, the difficulty in it is kind of similar to Divinity: Original Sin. Uh, if characters die, they are dead unless you find um, a scroll of Re- Revivify. And I also found an undead NPC who, who comes to your camp, and he will uh, revive people for a price. But. Um, yeah, if, if they die out in the field, they're just there forever until you revive them. They're mm-hmm. just dead. <laughs> so um, at level three, I did fight some people at level five, and it was really difficult. And up needing to revive one of my characters because he was just super dead. He was dead as shit. <laughs> yeah, so it does get difficult trying to fight people who are outside of your class, like outside of your um, level class. Yeah, your level. The level makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really cool, like, you can talk to the dead, and it's super cool when that happens, you can talk to animals, and everything is voice acted, so you don't get just, like, you know, text that shows up on the screen, like, when animals talk, which I think Divinity Original Sin did, like, they, they're all voice acted, it's really cool, but, uh, yeah, I'm loving it so far, I'm really deep into it, I got to the point where, in the main quest, I can't continue, because I said I have to go through a mountain pass to get to a certain land, and it says, uh, when you go up to that 
to the path that says, you cannot go this far until the game is fully released. I was like, okay. So right now I'm fighting a hag in like the middle of the woods who stole some woman and uh, she's treating her like a child and forcing her to eat. And she's like, like all the food is rotten. <laughs> so uh, she's like some kind of like weird, like bog hag. <laughs> Great. But uh, it's fun though. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Well, they say no chance for PS4 release, but they said it could come out on PS5. So, yes, they you. did say that because I think they the their plans for what they wanted to do, the PS4 was never going to be able to support it. It's not fast. I enough. think. Yeah. yeah, I think there's just something with development. They're like, we don't really want to like scale things back to in order for the PS4 to support it. So they're just developing it for um, the next gen systems. Yeah, it's fun, though. <clears throat> All right, well, I'll see you in a year and a half when no one cares. All right, so um, so I, I started watching Haunting at Bly Manor last night. It's a Netflix show. It's kind of like a follow-up of the Haunting at Hill House, which was really good, which came out like two years ago or whatever. And this one doesn't seem to be related, but it's a very similar sort of, sort of TV show where a woman is basically... Uh, takes a job to be an au pair, a.k.a. like a nanny, basically, at this uh, countryside estate that's in, like, rural England. And and the manor is, like, giant, and it's gorgeous, and it's got, like, ivy all over it. And it's, you know, way out there in the middle of nowhere, kind of like the manor at Hill House. You know, they're both just, like, these huge, huge houses that are clearly haunted. And nobody wants to take the job of being the nanny because... I guess the the old nanny committed suicide, and the parents of the children who, um, who you know the nanny's gonna take care of, they 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 died as well. So, and at different times. So I guess everybody thinks that like the place is cursed, and it, you know it probably is. And this woman's like, oh well, you know I don't scare so easily, and you know this sounds perfect for me because I was a teacher and I didn't want to have to have twenty five kids at once, and having two just sounds great because I can really give them a lot of attention and care and. So she goes off into the into the to to take care of these kids, and it's all narrated by the woman that was the mother in Hill House. So she's definitely in it. I didn't confirm this, but I can visually tell it's her. So the um the 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 mother in the Hill House series is she's in the first episode for like a couple minutes, and then like she's narrating. So it's pretty neat, and it's like kind of like a throwback. And there's some spooky stuff in the first episode, so. Hill House was, I mean, it had spooky stuff too, but, you know, it took a while to get started. Um, this is doing the same thing. You know, it's one of those typical horror shows where there's like a slow build and then, you know, shit's really going to hit the fan towards the end and it'll get wild, I'm sure. But um, the lady's really nice, the, the the nanny, and she's like this pretty blonde girl and she's probably like 25 or so. And the, the kids are really nice. And there's only a few other people in the manor and there's some spooky shit. Like, you can tell that there's some stuff going on in the nanny's past because she's, like, she keeps covering up all the mirrors wherever she stays because there's, like, this ghostly figure that keeps showing up in the mirrors, and she can definitely see it, and it looks like a guy with, like, a coat and a hat with, like, these glowing, like, glowing eyes, almost like headlights in his eyes, and she's, like, terrified of him, of course, and so I think, like, like the... The creepiest thing that happened in episode one, which was was that like there's this little voodoo doll type thing that this that this little girl little girl keeps making, and 
the she's like she she'll snap at the nanny like leave her on the floor or put her here and and then like at, towards the end of the first episode there was a scene where the um like the nanny or whatever like tripped over it and was like where do you want it tonight and you know and the little girl and they and there was like an interruption and then the nanny got distracted and she was like you know what she can just stay with you tonight in bed she'll sleep with you tonight tonight like she's trying to be nice and um she like goes into the closet to get something and like out of the closet and and like uh the little kids like i'm not sure really what happened like they either shut her in the closet and locked the door or or the go- or a ghost or something locked the door or maybe they locked the door to pay, to play a prank and intended it to be like a short-lived thing but then the ghost held the door shut but like this the nanny gets trapped in the closet with like a mirror that had the guy the haunted guy's face in it like staring at her and she was like clearly had some claustrophobia and so she's like freaking out and crying and stuff and and um i think that what happened was that like the the, the ghost in the house or whatever got pissed off cuz of the something that had to do with the doll and like torture it was like to, like taking it out on the on the nanny so it's creepy like there's not a whole lot going on yet in the show um but all the character all the all the acting is really good and and um you know the uh, the setting is really beautiful and the, the manner is just like, you know, completely gorgeous. And it's based on a book, I think. And, um, it's worth checking out. I'll, I'll probably come back and revisit the, revisit it when I finish the show, you know, it, we'll probably go through it pretty quick. It'll probably take like a, two or three weeks and I'll come back and, and touch on it again. But if it's anything, if it's anything like Hill House, it'll have great acting and it'll have some really, truly like spooky shit in it. And, um, because I really enjoyed that. And, and guys, it's just in time for Halloween, so it's perfect. Like, if you want to watch a spooky show, you know, Netflix has this haunting at Bly Manor, and you can check it out and, and uh, you know, enjoy the Halloween season with a little spooky spooky nice. stuff. So, so you- it, it isn't related to The Haunting of Hill House, because exactly The Haunting of ask. Hill House is a different <laughs> novel written by a different author. Yeah, it doesn't but- seem... It doesn't seem... Like, the story doesn't seem connected, other than the fact that it has a... a a similar name well the care and, and the mother from the from hill house is in this but she's just like the narrator so she's not really in this she's telling is it it's the start, same actress or the same character the same actress so it starts off at like okay a, it starts off at like a bougie dinner party and they're like telling ghost stories and stuff because it's i guess it's maybe it's halloween i don't know and the woman's like i have a story but it's a little long and you guys like well we have all, we have all the time and all the wine in the world and they're kind of standing around with these wine glasses and they're by the fire and she sits down and she starts and it's the mother from the hill house and she starts telling the story and then it kind of fades into the into the tv show and then from time to time she comes in and kind of narrates a thing or two so it's um i don't think that there's a connection if there is i don't i haven't seen it yet i'm not really the kind of not the type to do a bunch of research and be like oh i'm gonna research the book and research this and this like i don't really care but as far as the as far as the actual like story of the movie, it has no connection to Hill House other than the fact that it's awfully similar and the, that it's like, you know, there's kids in it and there's a haunted manor and it's in the countryside and people will probably get, and people died there. And, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of similarities in that respect. It, it's your, it's your typical, you know, haunted house story. You know, it's been done. It's been, it's been done to death. Haunt the, um, what is it? The house on haunted Hill and, you know, Amityville horror. And, and there's like a bunch of these. So, but uh, it's worth checking out. You know, Netflix does a great job with these with these shows, and and um, just the next thing, <laughs> we're gonna be watching Netflix shows till the end of our days. So we uh, just strap yourself in and enjoy it. And that's pretty much all I have to say for now. But I will come back later and 
and, uh, you know, talk some more on it because Hill House was great. I really liked it. Uh, that's about it. Um, I don't know. As far as, far as games, I, I started playing Rise of the Tomb Raider only to, under, only to realize that it's really not that good. And uh, I probably will finish it, but I won't platinum it. And then I was like, you know what? I'll go back and platinum World of Final Fantasy because World of Final Fantasy is like everything I want in a game. So if you're a Final Fantasy fan and you like turn-based RPGs, like just prepare yourself to like to love this game because it, it's just... I said it before. It's like a, just a, an utter love letter to Final Fantasy fans. And... Um, you you know, and it's like got Pokemon elements. Like you can capture every monster in the game. You can have them fight for you. You can let you, they all have like their own skill trees. It's pretty badass. So I don't know. I don't have much to say there, and, and we're running a little short on time. So I, I don't really, really quick, then I'll ask: Are you going to play the Ghost of Tsushima like Mega Patch when it comes out on the sixteenth? I mean, what is that? What does that add? Uh, I think they're adding a bunch of like new game plus and trophies and like multiplayer raids and all sorts of stuff. Mm, I don't know, maybe. Okay. I'm not really sure. We'll see. I don't know. I got the platinum trophy already, so it's like, you know, if they want to lower my percent to like 94, but, but I keep the platinum, you know, I don't really give a damn. And plus, I don't really want to play online to get a trophy. Like, that's the most, that's the biggest turnoff ever for me. I don't, I don't want to have to deal with people. <laughs> Just let me like sit and like be in my underwear and play a game. <laughs> I don't want to have to get, I don't want little kids to curse at me and frankly be way better at games than I am. You've heard it here, folks. You can't play online games without pants. You shouldn't wear pants ever if you're nope. at home. If you're at home, if you're at home and you can avoid it, you should not wear pants, period. Mason, we haven't given you much time. How about this Never Song game that you... Uh, you I can know? save it for uh, next week because I don't want to run too long. So I guess I will just shout out this YouTube channel that I've watched a little bit of. And by that, I mean I always have it in the background when I'm doing other work. But it's a channel called Virtual Japan. Um, and it's just, just this dude who walks around like the streets of Japan with like a 4k camera and just like for an hour or so we'll just like explore and just like, I don't know, it's just like great, like background stuff. He usually does it like late at night and just really relaxing. And he uploads like, I don't know, once a day, once every couple days in response to like every single comment with like positivity. And it's such like a relaxing like oh i need something like background stuff white noise uh it's perfect for it so it's a pretty good time and i have been enjoying those so that's that's my two minute hobby contribution okay well guys um man i really want to play this Baldur's gate game and but you know what i don't even think i have a pc that could play it like uh you know this laptop i used for the podcast was like cutting edge five (laughs) well i don't know you know, the this this PC I bought from Kazo might might be able to do it. Because his PC, I guess, was pretty good as of maybe three years ago. So, mm, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Probably not. But I get left if out. It has, if it still has the graphics card that I gave him, probably not. <laughs> that graphics card was older than what I have now. All right, well, Cyberpunk will be out soon anyway. So, that will be... A very everything everything between now and then is just there just something to tide you over until Cyberpunk at least for me so uh, I know we're I know of course it might get delayed again but hopefully not guys thanks so much for listening to Hobby Addicts thanks so much for contributing to the podcast it means a lot to us and I hope you keep enjoying us talking about TV shows video games and books and whatnot and we'll see you on the podcast take care bye guys see you there. <laughs> <laughs>